Welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by GreenIndustryPros.com, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. My name is Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros. I recently sat down with representatives from Weedman, including CEO Jennifer Lemke, as well as ASI Landscape Management's CEO Joe Cellini and COO Mark Alameda to discuss the expansion of the franchise into the Florida lawn care market. Let's drop in on them now. So Jennifer, Joe, Mark, thanks for coming on to the Grassroots Podcast today. I really appreciate it. And so today uh, we're, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Weedman. And Jennifer, why don't you kick us off and tell us a little bit of background on Weedman since uh, I personally haven't had a chance much to, uh, to talk with you about it. And I would like to kind of introduce it a little bit more to my listeners. Yeah, thank you so much for having us, Ryan. I uh, I love talking about Weedman, so uh, I'll uh, I'll kind of start off when with our founder Des and, and Brenda Rice. They started Weedman uh, in 1970. Uh, Des um, had a five hundred dollar loan and an old pickup truck and put an oil oil drum on the back of the truck and. That's kind of how he got started. And in fact, you know, people laugh at, at our name and it was actually kids that named our, our company when he would arrive uh, back then, the services he offered were only weed control. So when he got to the door, the kids would say, hey mom, the weed man's here. And it just kind of stuck with him. So that's uh, that's kind of the story behind behind that. You know, Des uh, started to build this uh, throughout the, the 70s and in 1976 decided to franchise uh, the brand. Um, you know, for Des, really, the customer was at the forefront of what he wanted to achieve, customer service. So he could have gone two different routes. One would be to create corporate stores and, and go that route. Or uh, the second would be to franchise the system. And, and franchising back then was kind of blossoming and, and blooming, you know, with the McDonald's of the world. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he, he made it the right choice. And, and by engaging local owners to be able to service uh, customers, they, they know what it's like to gain the first customer, lose that customer, and everything that happens in between. So it gives that real kind of uh, hometown feel to, to the service. So with that um, came, uh, you know, uh, an explosion kind of within the Weed Man in Canada. Weed Man was started in Canada and sold quite a few franchises across Canada. My dad uh, got involved in uh, Weed Man. Our neighbor uh, owned the Weed Man in a small little suburb town in Ajax, which is just a suburb of Toronto. And uh, my dad at the time worked for Union Carbide and uh, started to look out on, you know, his, the entrepreneurial spirit was kind of peaking and he was like, you know, different things that he was looking at. And I can remember spending many summer vacations going to different spots. He looked at retail, he looked at restaurant. And then uh, one day we were asked to go to dinner at our neighbor's house and he disappeared in the basement and looked at the books and said, hmm, if this owner here can do this with two trucks, imagine what I could do with multiple trucks. So he <laughs> went in and um, uh, went in and, and gave his resignation to Union Carbide and decided to open his first Weedman franchise in Hull, Quebec. And 
with that came some challenges. We were one of the first franchises in Quebec. So uh, not only did we have no brand awareness, we had negative brand awareness because it, we had to translate everything into French. So uh, that was interesting trying to translate weed man so people would understand what it is. And by the way, it's mauvaise uh, is uh, the translation on that. So, you know, started that um, and really uh, with his engineering background brought a lot of systems to the weed man um, and mainly uh, a certain way of marketing, uh, a certain way of doing business plans. And he grew that franchise and beat every record that had ever been set in the weed man in that first year in, in Hall, Quebec. A few years later, he bought 14 territories in Montreal, moved to Montreal and had his brother running uh, the, the first weed man in Hall. And then, you know, just kind of took off from there and approached uh, my now husband at the time we were dating, we were in university. He approached us and said, you know, is this something that you may be interested in? And we said, yeah, actually, this would be something we would be interested in. Um, so we joined, we, we worked in, in the Ottawa franchise uh, and ran that. Within six years, we, we grew it from, we, we acquired an existing franchise, it was about 200,000, grew it to 2 million in six years. So it was some exciting times, uh, got our best friend, uh, actually our um, uh, best man, Bill Shane, joined the company at that time. He's now the CEO of our operations side and I'm the CEO of the franchising side. Um, joined and, and then we had some other family members that, that joined and friends and family. So we have really um, hung true to what Des vision was is to have owner operators. Uh, so in all of our, what I'll call kind of our corporate offices, it's all the managers and a lot of them are family and friends that we've kind of grown up with. So it is truly a family reunion. So as we looked south of the border into the U.S., um, you know, for us, for Weedman, a Canadian company to be successful in the U.S., we knew we had to get Americans involved. Uh, so then we went on, uh, you know, kind of a, a new direction of us just selling franchises uh, from Canada. We went and we subdivided the U.S. into, at the time, that was in 95, 18 sub-territories and sold large geographical areas to our sub-franchisers. And they were charged with awarding franchises. They were charged with uh, supporting the franchisees and also running a flagship office. So at the time when we first launched, uh, this concept really took off in 2000. We sold 13 of the 18 sub-franchisers. Um, we bought back three for various reasons, um, just wanted them to really focus in on, on developing large multi-units, some of these subs that were there. Um, and Florida was always something that, um, it, with the barrier to entry, um, we were looking for the right partner to really expand in, in Florida. And we needed someone that with licenses, but not just that, somebody that would fit within our, our culture. And um, I got a call from one of our existing franchisees, one of our larger multi-units, um, uh, Stephen Hillemeyer. It's funny, I was talking to his son this morning. Uh, Stephen reached out to me and said, you know, I really want to introduce you to these really great guys. They, they kind of uh, have been around for a few years. I know them through different um, 
events throughout uh, the green industry, I think they would probably be a very good fit for you in Florida. So last Christmas, I guess, right before Christmas, I started talking with Joe and and uh, right away, uh, you'll get to, I'm going to let him talk here in a few minutes. Um, he uh, right away was saying a lot of the right things uh, for us that really, I knew that there was going to be a fit. Uh, he was saying things like, you know, we're looking for ways for our employees to expand, to grow. And these are all things that we believe in our heart to be the, the crux of, of the weed man system. So uh, then I, shortly after I got the opportunity to go down and meet with Joe and, and Mark and going and touring their facility, I, I honestly knew right away. I came back and my dad and I had a meeting. I said, these guys are, are going to be the right fit for us in, in Florida. And they're the ones that are going to help us take it to the, to the next level. So that's kind of the, this, the quick um, story of, of Weedman. I could go on for hours and give you more detail, but I think that kind of encapsulates what uh, how we we got here today. Sure, absolutely. So uh, like you said, you've uh, you've really been trying to get, uh, you've wanted to expand into that Florida area and this and uh, this partnership uh, with uh, Joe and Mark is is uh, is how you want to go about doing that. So so Joe and Mark, I guess I'll, I'll turn to you then to uh, kind of take take us in, into some of this. Uh, Joe, if I recall correctly, you've you've got a, a I think you both maybe have a bit of a varied background, but uh, you had some firefighting experience before you got into the green industry. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I did 30 years as a career uh, fireman, retired two years ago as a captain okay. uh, with the local fire department here, Hillsborough County. And um, while there, I, uh, back in 1990, um, most firemen had a, a job on their days off and uh, I chose to cut grass. Um, little did I know that AC or carpentry or something would pay a lot more money, but I you know, <laughs> wanted to cut grass for some reason. Um, and so I started a business and uh, Mark was my um, second ever uh, team member. And excuse me, cause I know I'm going to call him slim. That's his name. It's not Mark. I have a hard time calling him Mark. <laughs> So, and, and when he came to work for us as, uh, as you know, my second ever team member, um, he was slim. He was, and that's what he always will be in, in my book. Um, but anyways, I, I took the business and, and we grew it and, and I uh, used a lot of firemen on our days off and so forth. And, and we just, you know, continually grow. And then we got some commercial breaks and, and Ameriscape Services has been a, a, a wonderful venture for Slim and I so much that. He stuck with me through thick and thin. Um, when I was at the fire department, I needed somebody I could trust, um, you know, to run the day-to-day -day operations. And, um, you know, I gave, I ended up giving them 30% of the, the now ASI corporation. Sure. Um, so when I chose to leave uh, the fire department, um, I, it was funny. Um, I sat down with Slim and things are going really well. We, we got a great team around us. Uh, Jen met a lot of them and, and um, we ended up just recently uh, bringing a new COO in, into, our, into our company. And uh, we were sitting around and I said, you know, I kind of got rid of one business, which was the fire department. Let, let's look for another one. <laughs> <laughs> and enters an inner weed man. And uh, no pressure, 50 years of, of running a phenomenal operation. We're charged with growing Florida and really, really looking forward to it. 
Um, ASI, as, as we call Amerscape Services, is at a at a um, a point to where we just that entrepreneurial spirit. We're looking for something else, and we just know this is a good fit. And like Jen mentioned, you know, we have profit sharing in our company. A lot of companies don't have that. Uh, land, I should say, a lot of companies in the green industry don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking. We looked at Weedman as um, something to where if we decided to open a franchise somewhere, this is an opportunity to keep a team member instead of maybe having that team member leave us. Let's talk partnerships. Let's talk, let's talk ownership. You know, let, let's talk these things. Let's talk about how we can keep you um, on, on our team. That, that's how, that's how Super Bowl teams win, right? They keep their, they keep their teams intact year after year. And that's, that's what we're after. And super excited about growing the, the Florida area. So does your, did your company, I mean, was lawn care something you were already involved with or was it most, was it more the cutting the grass and, and, and that's that portion of the, the green industry versus the lawn care and weed yeah. portion? In Florida, in, in Florida, you have to, it's a, it's a do all business um, in, in the commercial, we're in the commercial arena. So it's a okay. do all okay. business. I mean, to the point where we even have our own tree company. Um, and so we have our own irrigations in house, everything's in house. So we have what Jen was talking about earlier, the licensing is, is it's a bear in Florida, um, to, to have it and, and to stay, you know, stay current and it's heavily, heavily regulated. Um, so, um, so we had that, you know, we had that license, we were already doing it. Um, we just saw a niche, um, I mean, Mark and I grew up in the Tampa Bay area. So we have a lot of friends and family here and we were constantly getting asked to do residential lawn service. And it wasn't even the mowing part because just like we started our business, we were cutting residential grass. It's easy. You know, you buy a mower, a little trailer, weed eater, edger and away, away you go. Um, But it's the, the, the licensing and finding a good, um, you know, horticultural services basically to come in and take care of your yard. It's, it's very tough. And, we sat back and we just saw a niche. And finally, after about, I don't know, 2000 people asking us to do it over 10 years, um, we're like, you know, this is something that we really need to look at. And, um, and that's kind of how we got into it. Mark, you want to jump in here at all and and, and add Ah, add, add, add your, your side of side of this story? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, on everything that, that, that Joe said, um, Big thing, I, I do mostly the operation side of, of the business. Um, and through these years of growing Amerscape, um, like Joe said, our passion has just been with our team members, retaining those folks, um, building building our culture around them. Um, and to be able to give them opportunities is above and beyond in my book. Um so for me, it's always been the, the, the more time that I, we have with, with our team members, the easier the work is, right? Processes work better, the systems work better, everything works better. So it's it always been key for me in operations to, to have the luxury to be able to give back to the teams and, and keep them around longer. Um, so truly our passion is with our teams and give them back. Um, Weedman came along. Their systems are fantastic. The folks are there. The culture matched ours. Everything just lined up perfectly. Um, so it, it, it's like Joe said, it's just a great, great opportunity for us. He's not a fireman anymore. So <laughs> that helps a lot um, uh, to go into this venture and just uh, be challenged with Florida and, and, and 
get weed man everywhere. That, that's the that's the deal. Let's, let's spread it out everywhere over Florida and be the number one horde people in Florida. Um, so yeah, so it'll be fun. Can't wait. You know, it's such a good fit because of the the partnership as well. Like, you know, as, as we start off, we, you know, we've got the flagship to start off in Tampa, which, you know, is 14 territories. So it's, I mean, this is a huge undertaking. Um, and, you know, Mark is, is going to lead that charge. You know, you can see the team rallying around and, and they have a, a strong team member that they brought on, Tyler, that's going to work hand in hand. But Mark is, is the guy that's going to make sure operations is just up ramped up where now we also have Joe to help out there, but we also now Joe and, and eventually Mark to sell franchises and go out and start looking for candidates. So just the two of them together is just such a great fit for what we're asking uh, at a sub level of, of our sub franchisers. So um, I think like, I just can't be more excited than to get down there. I'm actually flying down there. Uh, I'll be spending the entire month of January helping them get launched uh, next year so we're pretty excited to work hand in hand and and just you know work on the partnership together yeah you know jen mentioned uh tyler too ryan and you know tyler's been with us two years um and and it was really neat because he was looking he, he was our you know basically mine and, and mark's assistant but also in charge of all our marketing and and so forth and he'd been here two years and I've known him since he was a kid. I know his family and he's, he's worked here for two years and he came to us looking for the next step. You know, what is it? Is it an account manager, you know, at, you know, over on the operations side, is it going into, you know, business development? What is it? And, you know, I sat there and, and I go, just hang on because I might have an opportunity for you. Um, and now he's going to be our, our general manager of our flagship. Um, you know, here and just, I mean, he's 26, 27 years old, just just bright and and talented, smart, young, just fired up to have this opportunity. And uh, his parents were talking to me the other day about it. They're just so excited, you know, how things happen. And that's, that's what we want to create. Like Mark mentioned with the culture, we we want people to know that there's opportunities everywhere here. Um, So especially in this time, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's tough to keep a team you know, team together. And that's, that's really our ultimate goal. Right. And, and back to the, just the systems that we man going through this process of not only being sub franchisors, but franchisees as well, just the way that Jen and the team have trained us and, and, and just been there at, at any moment that we needed them. It's fantastic. It's been just, this is just going to be so easy. It's it just, it's like just falling right into place for us. And it just seems so easy and like I'm waking up every day, going, okay, what's gonna happen today? Is it gonna be an easy day or anything? So I'm finally gonna open up the box and let the monster out on us, you know. So um, sure, just a fantastic team, and I can see how they have grown the business the way they have because of their processes and their systems are just fantastic. And I can't wait to be involved with it and and have that experience of selling the franchise and then growing that franchise with those folks and being there and helping them out. It's just going to be fantastic. Jen sat on the phone with us on a Saturday and Sunday through our training. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's something I wanted to ask about too, is just uh, to, to slightly better understand is of, of the franchise process here with having the sub franchiser and then there you're also a franchisee. So Jen, could you, could you explain that a little bit? 
Yeah, um, you know, I, I've grown up in operations, um, you know, pretty much my whole life. So I think that probably um, it, may, it, it differentiates maybe our organization from other franchise models where the franchisor has grown up as a franchisee. So for, for us, we, we know that we have to stay laser focused on franchisees success and to be able to do that you kind of you need to know what it feels like to be a franchisee you need to know what it feels like to get up in the morning and you've got challenges like COVID what are the questions that you're getting from your team what are the questions you're getting from uh, franchises so to be a, a sub uh, sub franchiser in our organization we need people that knows what it feels like they're kind of our feet on the ground uh, you know I'm I'm a part owner and quite a few operations across Canada and the U.S. as well so I'm very intimately involved with things happen you know I, I have um, down in, in the south I know some of the challenges that they face and and I understand that so when we're developing things at head office we're always putting the franchisee first and because of that, um, I think that's been largely our success. Um, you know, and I, and, I, and I know like right now, there's been some challenges in the franchise world, not within our industry, but you know, in, in general, COVID has certainly put a lot of pressures on franchise models. If there was a weakness, uh, it was very much exposed. If there was uh, relationship deficiencies, it was very much exposed through COVID. We have been incredibly lucky. Um, we, you know, through our sub-franchise network, through the relationships that they have with their franchisees, with the relationships that we have with the franchisees, we are, we use a lot of candor in, in our meetings. You know, sometimes we go into meetings and we need to hash things out, but there's such a level of respect uh, for each other, whether it be with a franchisee, a franchisor, or a sub in between, in the end, we know that we're all pulling the same way. We are always going to put their success first, because if they're successful, we're going to be successful. So, you know, COVID has, uh, we've had to be innovative at times. You know, one of the things that we do a lot. We meet with people face to face. We go down into their operations and we meet with them. We have summer meetings. We have our conference where you know if you were to come to our conference you would be amazed people are hugging each other there's lifelong friendships that have happened in our franchise organization and it's tough not to be able to do that in these times you know or having these kind of conversations at least we get to see each other over over zoom but it right. um, it's very it's a departure of how we normally do uh, business it, it may be something that we add to our support is is this level of virtual but um, certainly being away from everyone uh, it, it it hurts uh, not being able to see people especially coming into our conference next week how did it play a role in terms of uh, with COVID as far as this expansion uh, with with uh, ASI into Florida just amidst the, the pandemic going on, was it was there any hesitation to know this is the direction we want to go? We need to go ahead and make this announcement and move forward with this? And um, Well, for, for me, I'll let Joe and Mark talk about it after because I, I wasn't in their shoes. I was on my side of the uh, equation. So sure. like I said, this, this goes back to Christmas. Last year, we started our conversations. Um, and certainly, 
a lot of big players in the industry are very, they know Joe and Mark and only have incredibly great things to say about their character and their work ethic and the company that they have built. So for me, um, knowing that uh, recommendations from the Hillemeyers, uh, and I got to go to their operation, so I got to see it. Um, the, the person that didn't get to see it was my dad. And so he had to kind of go on what I was telling him, what others were saying. So we ended up uh, scheduling uh, a meeting with my dad and they're all their team members. And uh, my dad was able to get to meet all of them and ask them direct questions. And, you know, at the end of it, we, we kind of debriefed after that call and he's like, wow, their team is awesome. Like this is, this is going to be great. So for us on our side, uh, there was really no hesitation. Um, again, we would have liked to have been more present throughout the process throughout the last year and, and meeting them face to face and, you know, signing sure, the sure. contract. Normally we'd have like a big, you know, a hug fest after we sign, but we had to do that over Zoom, uh, which may have uh, not been as, as flashy as we would have liked, but it is what it is, you know, and, and I think for us, it was, it was the right thing to do. So there was no hesitation on our part. Okay. I'm going to hug you when you get here anyways, Jen, COVID and all. um you know on our end it was um if it it didn't feel as good as it felt it it might have been tough to make it because like jen said we started in december and all of a sudden you know march april you're shut down and uh, we're doing everything zoom I, i remember being like at my daughter's softball tournament and jen's going through the whole agreement you know page by page instead of us sitting and going through this stuff together. <laughs> yeah. I was on audio only. Um, <laughs> um, so it was, it, you know, if it didn't feel right and the way that it, it, that we felt for those first few months. And, and of course, you know, we, we did our homework on, on weed man as well. If it didn't feel mm-hmm. like that, it, it, it might've, who knows what COVID could have caused, but it didn't, it just kept us all moving forward. And as, as Slim mentioned earlier with the, with the systems and everything, Jen just kept telling us, like, we had lots of questions, but Jen and her team would just kind of, look, it's okay. Watch, you'll see. Just get through the next step. You'll see. And and it really did go just as they said. So it made it feel, um, I don't know, for better lack of words, warm and fuzzy. You know, like, this this is going to be okay. And, um, sure. you know, they'll be here in January when we're starting. Uh, we did our training. Yeah. You have seven days on Zoom. Talk about wanting to stick a pencil in your eye. Um, <laughs> Not while I was doing the training, right? You were there for two days. I was there for seven. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, you know, I always like to say this. Um, I, 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 I don't know the the exact statistics, so I won't act like I do. But of the the Fortune 500 companies that are on the Fortune 500. Um, like 40 or 50% of them were started during a downturn or a pandemic. So we're hoping to be that franchise that started during a pandemic. And we're going to look back in five years and go, remember when, like it was crazy. And not only that, we're going to share our story with the franchises we're trying to sell. Like, listen, you think it's tough starting now. Let me tell you what we went through. And this is how we did it. I'm telling you this works and it can happen. It just, it gives us to me that much more ammo to, to sell. Um, and, and to build and to build the, the brand in Florida. Yeah, uh, much so. It's just our character too. Um, 
you know, we've always been go-getters. Uh, Joe's a uh, big part. You know, he just, he just goes, man. And, and I, I'm, I'm thankful every day just to, just to tag along on the ride most of the time. Uh, but, you know, due to 25 years that we've been building ASI and, and now we have uh, Weedman going on, you know, we've never turned down a challenge. And um, uh, it, it, this is going to be a challenge. That, that's going to be fun. Um, you know, running ASI, having Weedman going. Um, you know, the, those things just keep us going and, and it, it's fun. And when you're having fun doing stuff and waking up every day, you know, it, it isn't a challenge anymore. We're just, we're just playing every day. And, Jim Polis would be fun. And it's fun. <laughs> and we're having fun so far. So we look forward to keeping on having fun. <laughs> how, how important is having uh, your kind of established reputation in, in the Tampa area as you, as you start to uh, get into this, into uh, being uh, representatives of Weedman? Um, so it, it's neat because on a, on a sub franchisor level, we, I've had people reach out to me already. And I think that helps from the standpoint that they see that we are successful in, in this arena and you know, you must know what you're doing, you know, Hey, this is neat. This is a neat opportunity. Um, wow. They, they must see something. They must know something, you know, that kind of buzz that gets started. So um, we, we've had a little bit of that uh, already going on. Um, and and I, I, there's always um, people that want to be partners. I, I think um, a lot of people run from partnerships. I don't. Like I said, I gave Mark 30% because I believed in him. Man, he poured his heart in. He believed in some of the cockamamie stupid ideas I had. And we ran and we did things. And and I, I, I believe in that piece. I think people see that, if not only on the outside, but on our team as well. And what better fit than to be a partner? You know, let, let's not talk about, you know, uh, you buying something. If there's an opportunity for us to help you and become a partner, let, let's do it. Let's talk about it. And that's what we loved about Jen is, you know, this is a partnership. And that's that's kind of nice, you know, to know that somebody believes in you like that and, and has the and has your back. And we're going to sit down and and um, make good decisions together. So um, I think that's been a real neat part about having that, our reputation carrying forward. Jen, is is that an an important piece from Weedman's perspective in terms of of with these sub franchisors and and the franchisees for it to be more of a partnership aspect and and that uh, kind of that uh, idea? Yeah, it's 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 the most important thing um, for us. You know, like a franchise system is, um, you know, there's a contractual obligation between parties and when you sign a a franchise agreement you know it's it's it really outlines what that relationship looks like i would say you know throughout the years that i've been involved with weedman which you know you shocked i'm sure to know that i've been here a long time um <laughs> because i look so young but you know through the years um i just wanted to qualify that for all of you <laughs> um, through, the, through the years, we rarely grab for that contract because we set this up as, as a partnership. You know, there are parts of uh, the system, the way we do certain things. It's not easy. And we don't hide from that. The way we market, we do guerrilla type 
marketing, we do not hide from that. Right from the get-go and the first initial conversation with the franchise, this we lay it out. This is the way we market. This is the way we do things. Um, you're, you, I mean, it's your business. You have a choice. But we know how to grow a lawn care company, and we know how to make you incredibly profitable doing it. That is what we know how to do, and we know how to do it very well. And that's all of our systems. It starts from our business plan to everything we do, uh, right to when we're servicing the the customer and and creating that customer experience. So, and and we talk about there'll be days where you're going to want to quit. <laughs> there there will absolutely be days you'll want to quit, um, but know that you can pick up the phone at any given time, whether it be day or night, and believe me, there are franchisees that call me late at night. Uh, if they're feeling that way, they know they have, everyone has my cell phone. They can call me and, and we can talk it through. The one thing I do ask the franchisees, if you're having a bad day, don't call somebody else that's having a bad day because that, that, that leads to no good. <laughs> so, call me, I'd rather you call me or my team. Um, you know, my team, Every one of them, for the exception of the digital department, which is mainly the internet, they've all um, started at, you know, no customers and have built multi-million dollar lawn care operations. That's every single person that does support to our franchisees and then including the subs because they have the flagship. So we know what it's like. We know what it is like, the grind every single day and getting out there and we would never ask anything of anybody that we're not willing to do and I think that shows in the relationship so when we're having conversations we're not talking about philosophical or things like that I mean there are times for that when we have our strategy sessions but if you're down and out I know exactly how you're feeling I felt it I know exactly what you've gone through I've talked to other franchisees through it so it, you know, we're not going to hide away, uh, hide from it being hard and it being tough and there being challenges. But the thing is, is you got to keep in mind that we know how to grow very successful franchisees and, and they know it. I mean, they, they've seen it. They've gone through their business plan and their, their training. Every system we have is for the franchisee to be successful. So, so with that in mind, I, I think that um, our transparency has been what um, our franchisees trust us. They completely and utterly trust us. So, um, and I think that that's the foundation of, of what we're, we're building. So relationships are very, very important uh, for us to be able to continue to grow and, and push the system forward. You know, and, and on that note, I think one thing to mention as well is when we were looking um, to, to do this venture, um, you know, we could have very easily started it ourselves, you know, opened up a truck and called it ASI residential lawn service and started it. Um, but one of those things that Jen mentioned that I think is, is super important is that the systems and everything that are in place and they know how to run an extremely profitable lawn care business. Um, Mark and I have um, learned a lot of hard lessons. <laughs> you know, we didn't have systems and programs that point us in the right direction. We started a tree company that we said, hey, this we just need somebody to do trees. You know, we need somebody to do our trees on our properties. Let's do it. It's a, it's a money stream is how we looked at it. Hard knocks, really, really hard knocks. You know, I, I just turned 50. Mark's closing in on it to share ages, Jen. Um, they, <laughs> we weren't interested in learning. We were, we were not interested in learning anything the hard way. Um, 
if it means paying a few bucks out and royalties or sharing, whatever it is, it, it, it is never going to, it was, it would never cost us as much money as it would to learn the hard way. We had already realized that through our two ventures that we have now. I mean, you know, our, our, our commercial landscape company is going to do 15 million. Our tree company is going to do over 1 million. There's a lot of hard knocks in that and lessons learned that we did not want to do again. And we man offered that to us. Yeah. No brainers are not no brainers. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Joe, what does, uh, uh, what does 2021 look like for you? How, how, uh, uh, how, how will this uh, move forward for you? Do you think uh, looking ahead? Better than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, I, I mentioned earlier, as far as the ASI side, we, we hired a COO. Uh, we're just super excited to have uh, Scott on board. And that's going to free uh, Slim Up, like Jen mentioned, um, and, and Tyler running that side. We are taking the entire Hort division of our of our commercial landscape company, bringing that into Weed Man, and... Um, We'll be concentrating on opening up or um, growing our 14 territories that we have. The, the, we, we feel like we have a huge advantage of the um, communities that we're already in. Um, they, they know us. We take care of their common grounds um, and, and so forth. We might not take care of the individual houses, which, you know, obviously we don't, but we take care of all their common grounds. They see the product that we put out. They, they know who we are and we feel like we have uh, a, a, real advantage to get in there and grow this thing and um, uh, basically kick Roger's butt as far as being the number one grower of a franchise. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to top all that. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Jen, is there any other, uh, anything else you wanted to, to add to, to what we've discussed today about uh, the growth of Weedman in, in the Florida area here? No, um, I think we have some really good expansion goals this year, Tampa, next year, uh, Orlando will be our, our next uh, stop. And, you know, for us, the big thing for the first six months of 2021, my goal is to make Joe and Mark incredibly uh, comfortable in the day-to-day -day operations of Weedman. And then, um, you know, probably in the second quarter, we'll start to really look at what the opportunities are to uh, award franchisees. So start to fill the pipeline with candidates and look, because they'll be comfortable with operations. They'll have key players in place. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things, we have quite a few aggressive uh, franchisees. And when I say aggressive, it's in a good way. They are looking for opportunities for ex expansion. We have uh, multi-units that are just itching to get into the Florida marketplace. So I won't be surprised if some of our existing franchisees that may have, be sitting on some good bench strength um, look to Florida for their next acquisition and, and, and have, you know, send one of their managers there, make them part owner and have them run a branch out of the Florida marketplace because it's somewhere where because of licensing restrictions we really haven't been able to do that and team that with joe's um uh team that he has that are looking for opportunities as well i, I think we're, we're we're positioning ourselves to have a really strong rollout it, it may be feeling a little bit slower than some people might like but i i really feel that first six months is if we can nail down 
their operations, them comfortable with all the processes and procedures that we have available. It just makes the belief window so much better when you're out selling franchises. And, you know, when you can, when somebody asks a question, you know exactly what the answer is because you've lived it, you've done it. Um, so that's, that'll be our, our next goal uh, through 2021 for, for me anyway. I think that's kind of the way we, Joe and I have talked about it. Yeah, Ryan, I mean, what, what better place? This is what your listeners need to understand. Why wouldn't you want to own a franchise in Florida? I mean, come on. If you live in Canada, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very true. Very true. <laughs> hey, and I'm also, in go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I'm in Wisconsin, so I understand that. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you need a franchise? We have one. <laughs> You know, the other piece is, is there are, there are plenty of, you know, you know, in, in the green industry right now, there are a lot of commercial landscape consolidations, purchases, and so forth going on. And I think that we'll might have an opportunity or two or a few there as well, where, you know, maybe somebody just couldn't get over that hump in the commercial um, landscape world and it's tough and they sold out. And now looking, you know, they still have the entrepreneurial spirit. They're able to grow up to where they could, but, you know, somebody took it over. There's those opportunities here too. Um, and so we'll be looking for that as well. Good to know. And I guess, uh, is, there, is there a central place where, you know, those that are interested in that franchise opportunity, uh, where, where do they go to uh, reach out to that? I mean, are, are, if they're in Florida or even outside of Florida, is there a contact to go get direct to Joe or is there, is it direct through a Weedman uh, website? Yeah, the Weedman website is weedmanfranchise.com. Uh, you can go directly to there and based on the area that you have interest, you'll go to the right sub-franchiser and if Florida is that, that place, hopefully, uh, it'll go straight to, to Joe and myself uh, right now so that we can work together on, on building Florida together. Jen's our closer. She's our Mariana Rivera. No. <laughs> You're going to be the closer. You're going to be the closer. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you all for uh, coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I certainly think uh, it's something that perhaps we'll be able to discuss more on in the future as, as far as, as this continues to grow and, and see how things are developing in Florida going into further into 2021 and beyond. So thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Well, that's it for this edition of the Grassroots Podcast. Thanks to Joe, Jennifer, and Mark for taking the time to talk with us today. And remember to tune in bi-weekly for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast by GreenIndustryPros.com. Thank you.